It's the final hour of the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Brought to you by Chris Nickel Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. We want you to get involved right now on the Neuropathy Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. Or on the phone line at 918-879-1170. It is 7.55 on the Blitz 1170. You know, that little tiny gap in that in that right there between we want you to hear from you and the it's not much, but in radio, it's oh. a lifetime. <laughs> it's it's intentional. Big voice guy knows what he's doing right there. I'm telling you. Still, I just want to jump. I know it's wrong. All right, that's Bryce Salsa. I'm Rick Corey. We've worked out signals, so Bryce tells me you don't, don't say anything stupid. The first time we do this when remote, again, uh, Bryce will be nervous during that time. And, <laughs> you know what? Just keep the, just keep my mic turned off until it's there time. How about that? All right, we do have a text here at 918-262-5072. That's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line here inside the Tulsa Oilers studio. You know, I, I have said the NBA game has just got to go away. And I'm talking about the All-Star game. Adam Silver, the odd-looking man himself, even said, this is not what we're supposed to be doing. And everybody said this year would be better. And we saw Larry Bird make a comment right before the game, right? Yeah, he was uh, practically begging players just the morning of that he wanted to see more competitive. You know, when you have an opportunity to have the best players in the world that, you know, he would really like to see it play hard tonight and in the All-Star game. When you have the best players in the world together, you got to compete. And that just didn't happen. Um, I, I think what I've been disappointed by is in recent years, you've started to see the tide turn a little bit, especially when they would do the draft and have, you know, Team Giannis against Team LeBron or, or whatever, mm-hmm. vice versa. Uh, you started to see some more competition there. And then this year, it just really fell flat. And, and I think that even when you get cases maybe in the, the 90s and the 2000s where, you know, of course it was pretty relaxed, but then you kind of have some great one-on-one moments, mm-hmm. you know, with like Kobe and Jordan, I think later yeah. in Jordan's uh, years. You, you'd see cool things like that. I think it just got really lazy last night to the point to where it's almost disrespectful in a way. I had a question that, that maybe I, I get, I'm going to get jumped for by text, and you're welcome to do that. You mentioned you know, Bird, of course, we started that way because he's the guy who was pleading. You mentioned Jordan. But those guys, they were people who, as you heard Emmett Smith say, and I'll play this for you next hour, Emmett Smith had some words for uh, Ollie Gordon when Ollie picked up his Doak Walker. The Doak Walker, of course, we heard about those awards back in late December, but he didn't really pick it up until this weekend, and there was a, a nice event, <clears throat> and he picked it up down there. And Emmett Smith was there with him, and the two sat at a news conference, if you will, afterward. And what was odd about it is Emmett admitted during there he hadn't seen hardly any film of Gordon, and the two of them almost didn't talk any football. So why in the hell was he there was, would be the question. He was probably – and look, I, he you know, th- those kinds of awards, they'll have somebody in, they'll have a speaker and that kind of thing, and more than likely that's what that was. Is Emmett was just there for a role as kind of a speaker and that kind of stuff. But afterward, he was really honest about, I haven't seen him play that much. I don't watch that much college football. He admitted he watches his kids, things like that. But they asked him what he would say for advice. And and I'll play that a little bit later in this hour. But he, he talked basically about stay at it, work hard, work hard, work hard. Well, you just talked about two guys there in Jordan – and and Larry Bird, who would oh, want, yeah, Larry, yeah. they would want to fight you over a card game or a <laughs> dice game. It wouldn't matter. Whatever the competition was, match. yeah, whatever the competition <laughs> was, those dudes would fight you in the back alley to win. Mm-hmm. I don't think players today will. I think those guys were after the trophies. They were after being the best. 
They wanted to absolutely dominate everything they did. I think guys today are about the paychecks and about the lifestyle and about those kinds of things being themselves individually great, not great for everybody. You know, Jordan had to also be a teammate, which means he played his he played defense. Look at the number of defensive MVPs he had. Yeah. Right? He didn't just play on one end of the floor. And you see then last night, you know, this game, and I understand. I do get it's an all-star game. Now, I when I was young, the, those games were still not just competitive. They were wars. Mm. I mean, they were wars. You think John Havlicek and Willis Reed and guys like that just went out there and, and threw it on the floor? They didn't. And there were a time when, you know, say NFL game, you know, NFL all-star games, the, the all-star game itself, as I mentioned before, there was actually a time when the NFL champions played a college all-star group, which there's no chance you'd be able to do today. I get that because times just have changed when it comes to money, but they did and they, they played their tails off or the, there was a time when the pro ball was actually competitive. I mean, you think if Jordan lines up against you across from you during an all-star game, do you think he, he wants you to score on him? No. No. <laughs> it could be at Rucker Park. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and today, I don't know. I, it's the world we live in and all those. I think LeBron is a competitor. He works his tail off. He stays in shape. No one's had the kind of longevity of greatness for you know that he has. Hmm. It, Kobe, but Kobe was that way. Kobe yeah. would want to shut you down constantly. And it just it didn't it didn't matter last night, and you could tell it didn't matter. And I I don't I think to these players I don't know, and there's still guys out there who are competitors. I understand that. I just don't think the focus is in the same place. Let's just get rid of it. I mean, let's do what the NFL has done, and let's just have the the, the skills weekend because that's fun enough, isn't it? Yeah, it's fun to watch, and and I think that when it comes to the the competitiveness dropping so much in the All Star game, it's just when those talking points start to really overrun things. Mm. And I think just that happened with the Pro Bowl is I think that the more we talk about it being, uh, you know, another possibility for a meaningless injury mm. and and the, the game doesn't really matter, I think that really starts to build so much that it really takes over the mindset of everybody. And unfortunately, you're seeing that a little bit when it comes to college football bowl games, right? Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah. you're starting to see that to where even broadcasters all the time would be saying dur during the game even just like, oh, they say these games don't matter, but, you know, this player. And it's like, why even reference Bring that, that up, yeah. you know? Uh, so I, I think it's long overdue that we're going to start seeing that start to change the course of what we look at at the All-Star game. Yeah, it is. And to your point about bowl games, I don't think that will much change. And as a matter of fact, I think we'll probably see more of it when mm. guys opt out. But I don't think they'll go away because there's still money makers and there's sure. still ways for yeah. others That's to get there. That's a lot to tear down, right? Yeah, and, and at the highest level, when you're talking about the, the, you know, the 12 who are going to make the playoffs, you're going to see guys get out there and get after it, obviously. But you've just told everybody that these are the 12 you know, teams that matter and the games they play in will matter and everything else is going to be. But yeah. we've known that anyway. There was a time when if you went to the orange, the sugar, the cotton, and then later on the Fiesta Bowl, that was a big deal. And everything mm -hmm. else outside that was, well, you know, was fun and all that, but was not a big deal. Now, there were still some really good competitive games, and there still are. But with all the guys coming out, it, for coaches, you've just got, you're a, you're, it's a spring game. That's mm -hmm. all it is. It's a spring game again. You, you're going to you're gonna play a lot of guys who aren't have, didn't have an opportunity to play because you've got guys who aren't going to play, and you're going to see where you land. But it's just basically it's practice time in a spring game. I'm yeah. okay with that. I mean, it, it is where we're headed. I get it. But I think the NBA All-Star game just got to be gone. And the, the dunk contest is fun. And you can come up with more skills drills. 
Look what they oh, the yeah. NFL do the same kind of thing, you know, and, and I, I you and know delve into other sports. Well, and, and even yes, yeah, you know, yeah. Again, I go back and I think this was fun. You know, the old if you've never seen it, you know, the old network of um, Battle of the Network Stars. Yeah, Battle of the Network Stars. Yeah, that thing. And you could go look at the number of people, and you know, those in, in the individual network. I think it was ABC that did it. So they all mm-hmm. had to be on ABC. But in this case, you wouldn't have to. They're all playing in the NBA, and you just kind of go find those things. Sure, have them go out and hit golf balls. Have them go out and play baseball. You know, hit, hit. Steph Curry, you're banned. You're not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. but Steph. Have them go out and take a little BP, you know, mm-hmm. something along those lines, and, you know, longest shot. Have them go throw a shot put. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, some fun stuff. And, you know, certainly you want to do your, your three-point contest and that kind of thing. But And you can come up with others. Yeah. I want to see Wimbenyama on the golf course. <laughs> give them give them regular clubs have you ever seen you ever seen somebody animate a stick figure drawing i have <laughs> yeah. seen that and that's what he would look oh like. oh my goodness he would animate mm-hmm. a stick finger drawing of him swinging on with a driver <laughs> that'd be Hell, let's do putt putt <laughs> wouldn't it I, but, but well, yeah you, well okay now that would be fun i'd watch that i would watch a putt putt competition and you know people will get surprisingly mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, putt-putt golf or mini-golf may be one of the things people who are, aren't normally competitive will get the most competitive with. Yeah. Uh, when Lindsay was, Lindsay can't walk those courses much anymore. Balance is not good. But when she still could, and it wasn't that long ago, my family, no matter where we went, we'd go play mini-golf putt-putt stuff because mm-hmm. Delaney loves to play, Christine loves to play, and Lindsay likes to play too. Now, I couldn't give... Like, I mean, I'll just go and I'll play for the fun of it. But you know, I would start. You're, you're the, not a big I, fan of regular golf. So well, you're I like, st- well, no, eh. I'm, it's not that I'm not a fan. I just stink at it. I like it. I just don't. I'm not. I mean, you talk about stink. I mean, stink at it. I'm. I'm horrible. Do you, you, you see Tiger Shank on on no. Thursday? Yeah, I mean, he started the, the the tournament and then had to withdraw. Yeah, he had back issues again. He, well, the back issue. No, he, he no. He, this time he had the flu and a sickness, oh. and they were hurrying him on a golf cart into the clubhouse, and he looked like a guy who might not make it. Goodness! By the time they got there, and I believe the problem was at both ends. If you know what I'm saying, ah. <laughs> he, mm. he looked like a dude. <laughs> the fronts and backs. <laughs> yeah, he looked like a guy. Every time that golf cart hit a bump, he looked like, oh, you're just mm. waiting for the moment, poor guy. And he wasn't the only one. They had others who had the, you know, they had the scoring issue and the whole thing. I mean, was, there was a moment in the tournament when I, I think it was, was it Friday? Or was it early Saturday? Where I'll have to read it for you, but they were having all kinds of issues. Anyway, uh, that my my stuff looked like that all the time. His shank was that was an average shot, but I, they were competitive. My family would be surprisingly cutthroat to the points of getting irritated, competitive in mini golf. So yes, I can see them having some mini golf, or maybe that competitive that right now on the court certainly didn't happen last night might come out. So I'd watch that. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. And then you could have, you know, to your point about drafting, coaches could draft their teams for that too. But I just think that would make a little bit more sense because some of it was fun. And Adam Silver said, we need to make it entertaining, but we brought too much entertainment. Well, all right, at that right. point, we've already decided that entertainment is the way things are going to go anyway. So just just move on and just do that. The Address only, the big elephant, right? <laughs> yeah. The only thing that's left that's fun to watch is the baseball all-star game. And they're still a little bit, you know, they, yeah. may, they may be 13 to 3 or those kinds of numbers that, yeah, you see, but you don't see very often. But you still do see some competition. The home run derby, derby is still fun. And I, to me, it's 
I don't think they play like Pete Rose played, but I just still think it's a little bit closer to a competition. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, do you think it's like a little bit easier that way in baseball? Yeah, oh yeah, kind I, of go- no question. Because you know if you're a pitcher, you're going to go maybe an inning, and that's it. Yeah. You're going to have a seat. And you know if you're a position player, you may be out there for a couple innings, and you're going to sit down. So, yeah, I think it is easier in baseball, but it maintains itself, and it still has a nice aura around it. I'm good with it. NBA weekend, let's just make it that. Let's just have ourselves a good time. You're welcome to disagree at 918-262-5072. We did have a text here. comes from 6984 that said, I had my whole day planned around the 500 only to have it rained out (laughs) yesterday, Daytona. I felt bad, too, because I was flipping around college basketball for the weekend. I kept reminding myself, tune in for that, tune in for a little of that, and I flipped it over there and saw the rain. And I wondered at one point, as a matter of fact, I'll be honest, I forgot about it at some point Saturday because I was busy, and then I saw somebody was playing Talladega Nights (laughs) 24-7, and I went, why are they? Oh, yeah, and then flip over (laughs) there, you know, to see some of what's going on. Then later on you realize the rain. But don't worry, we will have it here. On the Blitz 1170, so we're going to follow that up. It's 8.07 on the Blitz 1170. Uh, our mayor will be with us, G.T. Bynum. He visits with us monthly at uh, 8.30. This is his week, so he'll be with us this uh, 8.30 this morning. If you have a question, you're welcome to ask at 918-262-5072. I'm going to ask him, how in the world do we survive without our area having a major golf tournament? <laughs> you know, we had Honestly. last year live, and we had PGA two years ago. Yes, coming up on two years ago. How do we survive without that? kind of joking but i'll still ask him you know revenue wise how things are because now we're starting into the new year so what do you do when you don't have one of those things we also knew it was you know iron man was taking a break and there are a couple of events that aren't coming that uh, normally we would have so we'll ask him all about those things and where you go from there there is a cool celebration at the gathering place coming up i'll ask him about too plus i want to play for you what emmett smith said for ollie gordon and i also want to get into this baker mayfield thing uh baker is getting noise up in new england what would you think about that? We'll get into that coming back here on the Blitz. The Oklahoma State Cowboys call the Blitz 1170 home. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Tonight, the sixth-ranked Oklahoma State Cowgirls softball team will be at 16th-ranked Florida for a top 25 matchup. First pitch is at 5 o'clock. And Shohei Otani's spring training debut for the Dodgers has been put on hold. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts said Otani won't play in Thursday's opener against the Padres as he's still recovering from elbow surgery. Otani signed a record $700 million 10-year contract as a free agent in December. That's the Window World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. That is the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. We've had some folks on it, and we appreciate that. You do that every day right here with us on the Blitz 1170. Hey, and then on the weekend when you go to an Oilers game, if you go on Sunday, you'll be able to skate with the players on the ice. They call it Sunday Fun Day. It's from the Oilers and the Blitz 1170. Take some skates or rinse some. Hop out there on the ice with the players. And by the way, if you buy inexpensive seats, you may get what we call the Blitz Upgrade because we do that anytime the Oilers are home where we call out some seat numbers and we will take somebody down from the high seats right down to the low seats and we'll put you right there by the action. That's called the Blitz Upgrade. So we have a lot going on with the Oilers here and the Blitz 1170. All right, coming up in a few min- minutes, we have also the mayor of our city, G.T. Bynum, as he is, he's in the last year 
of being mayor. So we'll see what all he wants to accomplish in this last year uh, and uh, find out a little bit from him. Honestly, you know, we don't have the big golf tournament and we don't have one of our large bicycle events this year because of a break. So, you know, what are being planned? What, what are being pushed? We'll find out what he says. And the Sports Commission has been very active. But one of the things over the weekend that happened, by the way, we did have a text here at 918 because we talked about the NBA All-Star game. And we had someone who said, you know, I, I agree with you. It's just not much of a game anymore. There's not a lot of effort out there. However, the other stuff, you know, that would be fun enough. And we were talking about some other sports because we'd – been throwing things around you know not only is wrestling and college baseball starting and now softball and all that but we talked about in Oklahoma the kinds of things you you know you do to get yourself by and one of the things when you're thinking about not having as many things to watch football wise obviously which is really nothing to the UFL uh, then we start talking about some other sports well if you think about other sports then we start talking about the NBA we talk about how we do away with the NBA All-Star game we'll just have to do other things right well, Gretchen texts and says, hey, just look back at Wide World of Sports. Perfect. That is how one of the ways we got by back in those days, because you'd be out of football season, basketball, you'd get to the tournament, that'd be fun, and then that'd be over. And, yeah, you still have baseball. Uh, but then you got a long wait till you get to college football again and professional football, which is what we're all about around here, right? But then you'd watch the uh, Wide World of Sports. Well, what if we combine those two, doing away with the NBA All-Star game and what those guys do, and, of course, what you're thinking about, you know, what do you watch during this time of the year, or what do you consume, take in? Well, she's right. Wide world of sports. All the weird stuff you used to see on wide world of sports. How much fun would it be to see NBA guys out there in a cliff diving competition? <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can even get them to that point, right? <laughs> I think that'd just be right. Hey, the NFL guys are jumping into pools on their best catch. Yeah. Right? So can you... uh can you catch a ball on the way down and dunk and you toss one up as you're, as you're heading in? I'm just joking. We wouldn't want them jumping off cliffs. But that was one of those classic things at that time of year you'd watch on Wide World of Sports. They'd be in Puerto Rico or somewhere and you'd watch cliff diving. And how could you not watch? Yeah. You'd, get, you'd, have, you'd be mesmerized by stopping because they jump off this rock to this, you know, in these great heights. And then you realize they look like they're landing two feet from other rocks. As they hit the water, it was always fun. I remember watching it. I remember watching the old lumberjack competition. Mm. That was the first time I'd ever seen the lumberjack things, and I watched those. And they still, those guys, for, and they still do, they travel and put those competitions on yeah. as shows you can buy tickets to go see. Can you see a bunch of NBA guys on two ends of a giant saw? <laughs> <laughs> now, come on, would you watch that? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch axe throwing. With mm-hmm. NBA dudes. now, And then we're not trying to put on a game at that point. So sure, you have a skills competition, but let's do some other fun stuff. We'll put yeah. them in a, in a mini golf game. Longest mm-hmm. putt. That'd be a great time. What else? What else was on White Roller Sport? We can put, uh, I don't think we can put them in a, in a figure eight, you know, or a, oh, or a demolition <laughs> derby. I used to love mm-hmm. watching figure eight races. I loved watching figure eight races. Yeah, I don't think we can have them doing any of that. But there are some other mm-hmm. stuff we could probably have them do. And any other way that we can channel Draymond Green's anger sometimes. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not put an axe in his hand. I'm not sure, but find ways. All right. So let's have some uh, some suggestions here at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. What are some of the other things outside that we could see some NBA guys do to take the place of what used to be an All Star game that's now a joke? Mm. I'm trying to think of some of the other stuff that was on Wild World of Sports back at that time. Those were the things that I would always pause to watch, no matter what. If you to watch the cliff diving was partially just the, the views. You know, I mean, yeah. 
at at that time, I mean, I I still haven't been outside the U.S. a lot, but at that time, I'd never even come close. That's a hell I'd been on an airplane. I wasn't on an airplane. Till I was 28 years old. So I couldn't imagine. I got to see those shots of Puerto Rico and that beautiful water and other places around the Caribbean. But, you know, the warm water and the crowds and the oceans and things like that. So it would draw your attention. And if you're a kid, then everything they do when it comes to cars crashing into each other, you're going to watch. So watching figure eight racing was always easy. And I, I was just, I don't know why I was fascinated by the lumberjack thing. Ever watch those guys climb the poles just with the belt? Yeah. The straight yeah. up pole. It's that not, I mean, I understand they're wearing spikes, using all that kind of stuff, but, and it looks like, oh, I got to do that. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you no. can't. There's a reason those guys can do it and we can't. I'd watch that. Yeah, absolutely. And I was trying to think of some of the other things they did on there, though, or as I said, the battle, the old battle of the network stars. They actually would put somebody in the dunk tank and have somebody be Bobo the Clown. <laughs> and then you get to and you get to throw at him. Now, can you not get to imagine hurl the same insults that Bobo would do? <laughs> or whatever, yeah. But can you imagine putting I don't know, let's put LeBron in the tank and then you allow mm. I don't know, um Nicole oh. Jokic. Yeah. To toss softballs at it, trying to dunk LeBron. <laughs> have to be a taller tank for these guys. I get that. <laughs> but then I think that would be a right. I'd watch that. Yeah. Do, do like cornhole. Maybe like some tailgating <laughs> games. See? Yeah. Now we're on to it. Mm. I'd watch all this. I think that would be a fun way to do it. It's 818 on the Blitz 1170. Will you give us your, your suggestions, your thoughts at 918-262-5072. That's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. But I don't know if you'd seen the news over the weekend that the Patriots are giving a lot of attention to Baker Mayfield. Got an opportunity, Baker, as a free agent, to go do what Baker wants. And the Bucks are still among the leaders to sign him. And if you were in Tampa, I would imagine the way he became a great teammate and leader immediately, they don't want him gone but you don't know what they're willing to pay him in New England. And after some of the stuff that came up late last week about how Tom Brady had just hated going to, to work with Bill Belichick, and I even saw a quote from Gronk who said he'd pull up in his car and just hate to get out. He'd sit in the parking mm-hmm. lot as much as he loves the game, and he'd hate to get out because he didn't want to go in and work with Bill Belichick. And they mm. talked about how it became so cancerous in the quarterback room. Some guys would watch film with the receivers so they wouldn't have to be in there. And that Brady and he were sideways a lot uh, with Belichick. And I think we all knew when Brady went and won a title and Belichick fell apart that of the competition, or pardon me, of the combination of the two, it was Brady who was more the magic in that group. But you had to really appreciate the way Belichick built the dynasty he built, and what he put in place to be able to get the players they got. Because it wasn't just him. Yes, Brady was the key to winning those things. But, who you know, look at the other guys under Belichick that he turned into great players or helped turn into great players, and his defenses were always really good too. It's just without Brady, there was not that magic. If you read any of that, I, th- I found it not surprising, unfortunately, but a little bit, yeah, that's what I was afraid of. Now they've cleared all that out, you know, and some of the players, of course, have cleared out as well, quite a few. Mm-hmm. So adding Baker Mayfield wouldn't be in the same situation at all. But, you know, as I thought about that over the weekend, all I could think about is if I'm Baker Mayfield, there's no way in hell I'm going up there. Oh, no. For a lot of reasons. N- number one is weather. You played <laughs> in bad weather in Cleveland. 
And Baker Mayfield, well, if anybody who played football in the South growing up, unless you really like being cold, why would you put yourself through that? And, yeah, Cleveland is, uh, I get it, and I realize who they played against. But if you're in New England, you you have to play at least half your games in that cold, and then you're going to have to play, you know, a good number of your conference opponents in that cold, and you don't have to do that in Tampa. No. Or anywhere south, and I have to tell you, I mean, as a person Baker who's had injuries and he's been hit, and he's you know this happens to NFL quarterbacks even as much as they're protecting him these days. The more you can walk outside and not feel stiff, I would think the better it would be. So I wouldn't obviously base things just on weather. There's just something about, and it's a little bit untested up there and a little bit new with with, with a new staff. So that all is a little bit exciting. But look, you got pretty good stuff in place in Tampa, and it's warm. I don't think personally, I'd even. I don't know. Yeah. I know money talks. I get all that. I just can't see him going up there. Can you? No. And there's you're also trending pretty upward right now with, mm-hmm. with Tampa. I think with the Patriots, like you said, the rebuild that they're having to go through, it's just not in a good state right now. And even then, Patriots are a team that no one feels sorry for. No, I no, think God, they, no. I think that's one thing that Belichick, whether you can look at it as a, as a good thing or a bad thing, you know, Belichick – through uh, his success with them, obviously on the backs of Tom Brady in most cases, it's turned the Patriots into a villain that it's kind of hard to shake that mm-hmm. even now with those guys gone. So it's it's pretty good situation for him to be in Tampa as opposed to being looked at as the villain, even if you somehow get it back to where it once was with Patriots. Yeah, it'll be a while, won't it? I mean, mm-hmm. we do look at that that way a little bit. There's still a lot of hatred around it. And as you look at that, you do look at that, Look at it that way for a bit. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I can see where that'd be the case. I saw one quote from Robert Kraft, and I think it came Saturday, Friday or Saturday, that said Tom and I, who was talking about Brady, had a number of discussion, discussions about how Bill treated him. And it says Tommy, Brady, is very sensitive. He was always looking for Bill's approval, almost in a father-son kind of way, and that's not Bill's style to ever give that. And he's apparently a guy who he didn't say good job very often or any of that very often. As a matter of fact, I saw... Now, as soon as that came out, and that came out, you know, like again, Friday, Saturday, some of this was coming out, I saw a lot of interactive uh, interaction between Belichick and Brady during games that people had posted from, you know, say when Brady was mic'd up for something, you know, coming off the field and Belichick saying something to him and them getting into somewhat of an argument about the whole thing. But then, you know, Kraft admits, yeah, that's just not, that wasn't Bill. Which is not surprising, obviously. Yeah. There are guys like Saban who said you can't be their friends, you have to be their leader, but there is a difference. I'm sure you'll find some players talk about Saban now that he's retired and say, you know, he was you know, he wasn't my favorite coach for whatever reason. But I've never heard someone come out and say that that he's just negative all the time and mm-hmm. that he's just hard to be around. As a matter of fact, you see the his players say for the most part they love their coach. And I just don't think you're going to see the same kinds of things that we're now finding out about Belichick. And the more and more you hear, the more and more I'm convinced he's not ever coaching again. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably the most likely scenario, right? When when you think about how well the, how unwell those interviews went, it seems. Because <laughs> that's the only thing that I can think of now because of you know his trajectory in terms of finding another job and possibly being in Atlanta. All things like that fell pretty quickly. And you know what? Just right off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty shaky ending, but I think you still need to leave while things are, are fairly high. 
Yeah, you would think. Uh, I mean, I we say fairly high, but you are now leaving at a point where people are questioning whether it was you or whether it was Brady. Mm-hmm. And I think unquestionably it was the two. I mean, Belichick had to build the franchise and the base to get where they were before Brady could be successful. Now, maybe yeah. maybe another coach would have come in and built the same kind of base. We don't know that. We know Belichick, at least there, and there were places he wasn't as successful, but at least there he did put the bricks in place to build this, you know, the foundation to actually that become a really good franchise. We don't know if somebody else would have or not, but we know at this point you've kind of tainted your legacy. Do you really, are you desperate to get it back? Because people will forget that part. The longer you're away, the more that'll be forgotten, and all they'll talk about are the championships. That's all they'll be remembered. No one's going to ask you to come make a speech somewhere to talk about when you didn't win it. Yeah. They're going to ask you to talk about when you did. But if you're going to be, if it's going to stick in your craw that you have to win one without Tom, then maybe he keeps pursuing this thing, but at some point it becomes, to me, a little silly. And maybe we know, you know people, they're going to put him, if he, if he stays retired, he's going to end up on some NFL pregame broadcast somewhere mm-hmm. or postgame or whatever. And maybe he'll be good at it, maybe not. But I still think there, it's, it's part of me that wonders with a guy like that if he doesn't want to go out and prove that it wasn't just Tom. Well, if you give it a few years of Cam Newton still not being in the league, if Mac, <laughs> jo- if Mac Jones never really... Uh, finds it finds any traction, then mm. maybe you can start to go. Okay, we'll we'll look at those Newton and Jones years as as a way of saying like uh, it, it could have happened to anybody. You know, mm, right. maybe maybe you could give him the benefit of the doubt more the more that we go without. Yeah, he's Cam part Newton. of the guys who signed them, so I don't yeah. know that I personally wouldn't. You're part of the personnel player personnel development. If you thought now Mac Jones just not being what Mac Jones we thought he might be, maybe that's their problem. And maybe one of the problems is look what you did. You went and tried to get another Brady. There's not yeah, another you, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not another one. You might want to look around at quarterbacks of the future. 827, a little bit 1170. We need to take ourselves a break because the mayor of the city, G.T. Bynum, is going to call. We'll do that. I still want to play you Emmett Smith's uh, advice to Ollie Gordon, and I'll do that coming up in the next half hour. Stay with us as we finish out of Monday on the Blitz. Your new home for the Dallas Cowboys is the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Tulsa Golden Hurricane will be at Wichita State on Wednesday night as they look to sweep the season series against the Shockers. TU has swept the series with Rice after their OT victory against the Owls on Saturday. P.J. Haggerty led the Hurricane with 30 points and 10 rebounds. In the NBA All-Star game last night, the East beat the West 211-186. The Thunder's own SGA had 31 points for the Western All-Stars. And tonight, the 6th-ranked Oklahoma State Cowgirls softball team will be at 16th-ranked Florida for a top-25 matchup. First pitch is at 5 o'clock. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holtz on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather provided by Community Care, your locally-owned health plan. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. Always do. You can text us as well at 918-262-5072. That's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. As a matter of fact, if you have a question for our the city's head coach, our mayor, G.T. Bynum, now would be the time to send that in because he is on our hotline as we visit with him monthly. Good morning, sir. How's your month been so far? It's great. 
great. Uh, every day that we get closer to the end of my term where we don't have an ice storm or a natural disaster is one day closer. So feeling good. Yeah, Love to see the sun out. I would imagine. I'm, I'm only laughing. I know it's it's not funny, but, you know, there, poor police chief, we mentioned this before, when he takes over and everything kind of, you know, you have, you have moments. And you've had some of that in your career, too. As a matter of fact, I know it's not completely over. You got stuck in a uh, fire drill at a school. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. Uh, Superintendent Johnson and, and I were there to announce uh, a really great program because they've used data to, to assess student performance. And one of the things they found uh, is just what a, a high chronic absentee rate we have in Tulsa Public Schools. And clearly, uh, you can't expect students to achieve uh, to their full potential if they're not even in class. And so she and I were announcing a new program that where everybody in town, it does, it, you know, of course, as a parent, I, I think the biggest responsibility there is on parents, but all of us can do things to help uh, get kids into class more with greater frequency and help them achieve their fullest potential. Uh, but we were in the middle of that, and we had just wrapped up our speaking, and we're getting ready to do questions with folks. And the uh, fire alarm went off, <laughs> and I had not been in a, a, an elementary school with a fire alarm going off since my days back at Elliott Elementary in the 80s. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. Got to go outside and hang out with kids on the playground for a little while. How would you grade it? Are you going to give it an A, B, C, D, or an incomplete? Well, the, the best part of my day ended up, I, I think, just being able to hang out and talk with these kids. They're so bright, uh, and and it was just a lot of fun uh, and entirely unplanned. Usually I just go from one meeting to another to another to another all day, and so to have unplanned time to hang out with kids was awesome. I would imagine. So well, you, you mentioned the fact, and again, we're talking to our head, our head coach, if you will, our mayor, G.T. Bynum. You mentioned last year of your term, and you'd promised, I'm only going to serve for two, and you won the re-election, so this will be it. As you come down the stretch in this, what are some thoughts that come to your mind every day? You're going to drive to that office for, I know it's still like a long time now, but it really isn't that far off in November, and then it's going to change. Well, I love being mayor. Uh, it's been my dream job since I was a kid. My granddad has been my hero my whole life, and he was the mayor back when I was born. And so, uh, you know, a lot of the time when you have like something you dream of and then you get there, maybe it doesn't live up to your expectations. And this uh, has definitely not been the case with being mayor. I've just loved all of it, uh, even the, the hard parts. Uh, I've loved the opportunity to be able to serve our community. Uh, but I do find myself in the office in between those meetings I was talking about occasionally thinking, wow, a year from now, somebody else is going to be in here doing this. Uh, and, and that's kind of surreal because it has gone by really fast. Uh, but r really, I just, as far as day to day, I, I'm so focused, I think, all the time about all the stuff I want to get done uh, before I leave. And we have some really cool things underway, like getting the lake and the river opened up, getting Gilcrease built, uh, so many other things that I want to get done before I leave office. So my focus is there. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I absolutely imagine it is, but there has to be those moments because we all get at least a little bit nostalgic. So you mentioned a couple things you want to get done. What's If you're going to have a priority list, is there you know four or five other than what you mentioned you think are something you want to move forward on? You want to at least make sure before you're done you can see that started? 
Yeah, well, I mean, the the number one thing is the river. I've been working on that. I ran for the city council in 2008 wanting to get this lake built, and we're going to open it this summer. So that that is a, a big one, and it'll be transformational for recreation in Tulsa, uh, as we've talked about on your show before. Like, people get so excited about the raft race, like, one day a year. Uh we're going to have a, a lake in the river that people can use for recreation a lot more than one day a year moving forward. So that is it, it's exciting, and I think it'll change the way people relate to the river in Tulsa. Yeah. Uh, Gilcrease, you know, we're going to finish construction on the building. That The art won't be loaded back in before I leave office because that takes – there's so much art, and it's got to be – you know, displayed properly, that's going to take another year and a half probably after we're done uh, building the building. But the building itself, which will be a real point of pride for Tulsans, I think, uh, is going to be done this year. But then there are other things like we're going to get that low barrier shelter open to serve uh, our homeless community. If you see folks on the side of the road, like a lot of those folks are out there because they can't go to a normal shelter, uh, either because they have a history of violent behavior or they're intoxicated. Maybe they have a pet with them that they're not allowed to bring to a shelter. Uh, And so what we're going to, and they're out there because we're one of the largest cities in America that doesn't have what's called a low barrier shelter where folks uh, that aren't allowed to go in the other shelters can still go to this low barrier shelter on a referral basis. So if somebody shows up at one of our existing shelters uh, and you know, isn't allowed in that shelter. Instead of just turning them away, they can call the low barrier shelter and they'll come pick them up and give them a place to stay. So that's going to get a lot of folks off the street and hopefully get them the help that they need to get back on their feet. That's outstanding. Uh, and then there's a lot of economic development work. There's public safety work. Uh, we're going to open up later this year the most expensive street project in the history of Tulsa in a city that loves to talk about street work. Uh, Yale between 81st and 91st will be done this year, uh, a, a project so expensive that we actually did a cost estimate on whether it'd be less expensive to just bore a tunnel through that hill. Oh, uh, we're going to open that road up this year. So there's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, I, I drive it occasionally, and yeah, it is coming along nicely. They've done, considering the topography there, they've done really good, fast work. A couple more minutes here with our mayor, GT Bynum. You know, I jokingly said, what are we going to do without golf this year and without, I know, a, you know, Ironman break in there. But literally, those things are things that actually help some of the record years in Tulsa tourism. Those are big events. Uh, Tourism-wise, moving forward this year, expectations? Well, uh, you're right. I mean, we just had the two biggest years for tourism in the history of the city. Uh, So uh, I would love to just keep breaking that year after year, but at some point you have to have time to reset. And we're focused right now uh, working as a local community, as a team on recruiting the next series of big events. You know, those don't just pop up in a year. You work right. for years to get those lined up. And we have fantastic leadership at Tulsa Regional Tourism. Renee McKinney, who uh, the chamber recruited in from Dallas, uh, she's been there for a couple of years now. These huge wins that you're seeing have happened under her watch. And I'm excited to think about what we're going to be able to do moving forward with Renee leading that team. Uh, so, uh, Bryce Hulse is here with me. He has a question. Yeah, Mayor, the Super Bowl was last week. Who are you rooting for in that one? Did you have any favorite commercials? <laughs> oh, uh, well, as far as who I was rooting for, like, 
It's hard because as far just from uh, picking the winning team, uh, you can't go against Mahomes. And you can ask anybody. I said that beforehand. I'm not just saying that because they won. But I love George Kittle. Uh, he's one of my favorite players. He, he graduated from uh, same high school in Norman that my brother-in-law went to. Uh, he He's just uh, – I think he's one of the best tight ends in the game. And the fact that he's got Oklahoma ties, uh, I was rooting for George to – to get a, a Super Bowl win, but I don't think it's over for the 49ers. I think yeah. we've got plenty of chances moving forward. And uh, commercials, I I don't know. There were some of them that were all right. Uh, I can't think of any that uh, made me laugh out loud this year like I have in years past. Yeah, $7 million for a spot, and we can't remember the name. <laughs> we're, all, we're all kind of yeah. in the same boat. You yeah. know that one with the horse and the thing and the place? And that's that's how we describe those nowadays. And you, to your point about Oklahoma right. it seems ties. seems like there's a lot of them. If you just talk real fast and play loud music, people are going to want to buy your stuff. And yeah. I don't think that that works no i don't either <laughs> but your point about oklahoma guys you know the chiefs uh, there were what six ou players in the super bowl and the chiefs had you know uh, so many so many of our local rep or pardon me representation but really both sides did final uh, for the, the mayor here you know one of the things that's going to happen in 2024 moving forward because we do have some cool things coming is the canes turns 100 and it is, you know, every, almost every day as we're around here at Guthrie Green, since our building's right here, you see a bus that's going to pull up to the back entrance and they're going to unload some people in there. Any way to describe what that building has meant to this area, kept it alive for a while, and to Tulsa through its life? Well, uh, I mean, I, I think it is easy, and I found myself doing this, uh, having grown up in Tulsa, it's easy to take it for granted because when you live in a in a town where you have one of the best music menus in America, you just assume that other cities have the same thing. And the reality is they don't. Uh, Canes is, uh, I, I think it is the, the best venue in the country if you love music, because when you go to a show there, uh, it's not, you know, lots of places have the giant arenas. We do too. Uh, but gosh, I, I've seen Willie Nelson play in big arenas and I've seen Willie Nelson play uh, at Canes. And when you're at Canes, it's like you're hanging out with Willie while he's <laughs> playing for some of his friends. Uh, mm -hmm. And I've seen so many shows there where it has that atmosphere. And I think musicians, because they love the history of the place, they're willing to book shows at a smaller venue like Canes uh, because uh, of, of the history there and with Bob Wills and everything else. Uh, and I'm just, I'm so grateful that we've had uh, you know, it, it's a hundred years, but that it's a hundred years of the institution, not just the building. The right. fact that you've had folks uh, uh, that have, like the Rogers family or Larry Schaefer, that have preserved it and kept it vibrant all that time, I just can't thank them enough. Yeah, I think it's pretty special as well, and I, I know it'll be a blowout and a great party. Well, I know as time gets closer, it'll continue to come to your mind, so we'll continue to talk to you with it uh, every month as we visit about it leading up until then. One last thing, what's the biggest thing on your agenda in the next couple of weeks? Uh, we're work as you and I talk about every year, we're putting the budget together. Right, here we that go. <laughs> instructs everything that we do uh, as a city and, uh, you know, there's just never enough money to do everything that you want to do. We at the city work within a balanced budget, which is something that you don't necessarily hear about uh, at other levels of government. But we only spend what we bring in. And so balancing that with all the things that we want to do to make Tulsa the best city it can be, 
uh, it's a challenge, but it's a necessary one. I'm with you. I understand. Well, we'll visit again about it next month. Uh, we get a little bit closer to the end of that term. Thank you for your time, my friend. That Thank is, you. You betcha. SGT Bynum, the head coach of Tulsa, as I said, our mayor. It's 845 on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hall. So I'm Rick Corey. When we come back, I'll get you, as I mentioned, what Emmett Smith said, his advice for Ollie Gordon as Ollie picked up his Doak Walker Award. Yes, the award had been given out, I know, in December, but they didn't have their real celebration until now. We'll get into that one. Do remember Daytona is rained, was rained out yesterday, so Daytona will run this afternoon. Now, we can't carry it because of our we've got some other commitments, but uh, Daytona is running this afternoon. Just keep that in mind. So if you're at work and you're Zoom Zoom, you'll know what that is. Someone's listening to in their airplug in that, uh, that area near you in your office. It's the Blitz 1170. It's 845 on a Monday. Download the Blitz 1170 app now inside your cell phone provider's app store. You don't need a radio to listen to the Blitz. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma State Cowboys will be at the Cincinnati Bearcats on Wednesday. The Pokes are coming off a top 20 upset of BYU in Stillwater over the weekend. Oklahoma State shot 59% from the field, led by true freshman Jamiron Keller, who had 22 points. And the Oklahoma Sooners will be on a bye week this week and won't play again until Bedlam Part 2 in Stillwater this Saturday. This past weekend, OU dropped their home game against Kansas 67-57. Jalen Moore led the Sooners with 17 points. And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane will be at Wichita State on Wednesday night as they look to sweep the season series against the Shockers. TU has swept the series with Rice after their OT victory against the Owls on Saturday. P.J. Haggerty led the Hurricane with a 30-point, 10-rebound performance. That's the winter roll of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. Many of you have done that. As a matter of fact, we had a couple more suggestions here because we are for blowing up the NBA All-Star game. It's over. There's no reason. It's not a game. It was 211 to 186. It's it's really, it's it's kind of stupid. There's no defense. There's no effort. Larry Bird asked him just to put out effort before the game, and apparently that didn't matter. There was none of that out there. And so we said, you know, forget it. Let's just toss this thing into exactly what the NFL has done. They realize our game has jumped the shark. We're done. We're not going to do that anymore. Um, and we're going to make them – we're going to do a skill set like they do in the NFL, but then let's do some other stuff like they did in the NFL. They had a long driver closest to the pin contest do that. And as Bryce said, who's in the other room, yeah, you can't let Steph Curry do that. But you could. <laughs> you still could. It'd be fun. Mm. But then we had a texture here that said, hey, they used to do a tug of war, and the NBA could do that. Because we talked about Ooh. the old battle of network stars because yeah. they do all that goofy stuff with those quote-unquote stars whoever it was. Mostly it was just back then so people could stare and Suzanne Summers in a T-shirt. Uh, but still, and, and Cosell did that multiple times, <laughs> I remember on the old broadcast. Any commentary on it? <laughs> oh, yeah, because uh, it was hard not to watch. Anyway, uh, they could do one of those kinds of things. And Gretchen had said, hey, we'll just do wild world of sports type stuff, right? So make them cliff dive. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see that, but. You have, to, you have to get him to the cliff first. <laughs> who can right? Who can do? Who is best at falconry? Now I don't think we're going to get to that, but I do like the tug of war idea. I think that could be some fun. And then Byron sent an article. It said the information in this story tells about the blatant lack of effort now in the NBA All Star game. And even Adam Silver said we made it too much entertainment. So they all know it's over. We're done with that, so let's just move on. So if you have other suggestions of what to do in place of it, I said let's let's let them play putt-putt. 
That'd be fun too. People get yeah. surprisingly, surprisingly competitive in putt putt mm-hmm. and in, in mini golf, if you will. Yeah, you know, it'd be kind of fun to let them do it. You know what'd be even more fun? Something that's um, average menial jobs that you and I do and that people do, like going to the grocery store. Mm. Now, many of them probably don't do that on their own anymore. They, they, of course, weren't always rich. They weren't always famous and all that. You know, they were always, you know, they grew up doing the same things most of us did. But what do you think it'd be like if you put, I don't know, KD and LeBron and Steph in a grocery store and say, okay, go find the unsalted butter. (laughs) (laughs) Now go. (laughs) We can get there first. Give them a shopping Mm -hmm. list. Honest, I'd watch this. Have, 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 go, go for it. Explain it. Give them a shopping list. Give them carts. Give them a budget, and give them a time limit, and oh, yeah. then let them go. <laughs> now, maybe they just shop at fancy cash. markets at home themselves. Hell, I don't know. But I just think it'd be a blast to put them in a real supermarket and then have them go oh, yeah. find those kinds of things. Would that not be fun? Oh yeah, I I I'd, I'd even go for them giving them a vest and just have, having them work for the place, have them, have them work, have them run a restaurant, do something. Oh, that'd take a little bit too long, I'm afraid. But I'd I'd watch them running through a supermarket trying to gather stuff. That'd be great. All right, I want to get to what Emmett Smith's advice was here to Ollie Gordon because I thought this was classic. And then I want to mention something about the NHL. But you know, when when they talked to Emmett and and he was there with Ollie, he had, he was kind of emceeing, if you will, and all that. He admitted he hadn't seen much college football. He said, "I watch the Gators occasionally, but I'm with my kids." And he said he hadn't seen much of Ollie, but he got to know him a little bit just visiting with him. And someone said, all right, you might not know him that well. You might not have seen a ton of his tape, but you were Emmett Smith now. So what kind of advice would you give? And here's Emmett's advice. No, we didn't talk much about the game at all. I was just basically getting acquainted with the kid that I really saw, saw play. But obviously, he's uh, a good-looking kid. Um, he's a, he's, obviously, he's a great football player on his way to another level. And uh, he has all the tools, obviously, to, to make, take it to the next level. So the, the best advice I would give him right now is to remain humble through the process. All the hardware means a lot. It, it, it validates what you were able to accomplish throughout the course of a season and what your guys were able to do up front for you to help you get there. But at the end of the day, it's back to the grind right now because this last year was last year, this year is a new year. And that's the approach that I've always taken is, okay, had a great season last year. I'm going to have an even better season this year. So what do I need to do? One, get back on the ground. Uh, treat it as if you never won any hardware at all and that you want to win brand new hardware the next year. And the most important thing, obviously, is to stay healthy throughout the course of the season. Uh, and that's something that everybody must do. So uh, he has a bright future ahead of him and uh, has the talent. The one thing I do know about about having talent is you have to nurture that talent and don't take it for granted because these are fleeting moments. They come and go fairly quickly. I tell him he has he has the uh, the younger trophy. I have the older trophy. So <laughs> I got the gray one, <laughs> as you can tell. So it matches all of this right here kind of matches together. So it happens fairly quick. I mean, it does go by fairly quick. So cherish these moments. Enjoy these moments. Share these moments with family and friends um, and pat yourself on the back, bro, because you've been working hard to get to that place and uh, you put in a lot of work along with your teammates. And so you deserve some credit, too, for what you do and the commitment that you make to yourself and the commitment that you make to your teammates and your 
and the university. So just just enjoy the moment for a moment, but then get back on the ground. <laughs> like it, but get after it. And what I like most about that was Emmett saying, look, you know, you do have to understand that talent isn't enough. Yeah. And the talent has to come with work. When I just, we started the show talking about we've all been, I think at least a lot of us have been in locker rooms or just watched on television. When you see somebody in, or in a stadium and you see somebody and you think, God, if you just worked at it. As I've known a lot of guys who were talented through their career who just didn't work that hard. And yeah. I'll always yeah. take that hard worker. I go back to what Alan Trimble used to say. Give me a program player, man. Give me that three-star mm-hmm. who developed and wants to be there and wants to fit into ink, the buzzword culture. Mm-hmm. Right, and Ollie seems to be that guy. But mm-hmm. that's great ad- advice, for, I thought, from Emmett Smith for anybody to hear. Talent's not enough. You be- you better be able to use that. All right, I had to make this note about the NBA. Did you see the stadium series? How the guys showed up? No. Oh God, this is great. First of all, it's outdoor hockey, which is fun. Right? Oh so you're, yeah, yeah. You're In seeing, NHL. Yeah, the NHL. Okay, right. Okay. You see an outdoor hockey Devils Flyers. Well, I don't know if you saw it or not, but the Flyers showed up all dressed like Rocky Balboa. <laughs> they all came out of the bus in the gray sweats that Rocky ran with, you know, and they, they come out with the hands wrapped and the whole thing, <laughs> which is great, right? And the yeah. devils show up as the Sopranos, and they all got off that way. And they all come Fantastic. marching in dressed like, you know, Godfather and that kind of thing. And you got the guys from Philly running in dressed like Rocky. That That is how to get it. The NHL has got it together. Mm-hmm. Yes, and when it comes to, I understand where they are in the in their viewing. I get it, but that's that's smart. That's promotion. That's fun. Oh, yeah. And of course, the stadium series itself is fun. Yeah, right? I remember it, them doing it at the Cotton Bowl? Like yeah. Oh yeah. Too, right. So and and Scott, really you know, Scott Files been asking for years. Hey, hey, Andy, Skirto, when are you going to do one outdoor here at you know at One Oak? Because mm-hmm. we'll show up. <laughs> right. And and Andy said, well might be in the works and i wouldn't be surprised and you know we visit with andy monthly so we have him back on we'll talk about it. well that's going to do it for another morning blitz here on the blitz 1170 that is bryce Sauls in the other room i'm rick Corey back down the turnpike for me five down 30 to go on our trips for proton therapy in oklahoma city so far pretty nice ride if you're out there please keep the turner clear for me huh? mm-hmm. uh remember that you'll have pop and colby this afternoon with the show from three to six during that time daytona will be on they can have some I'm sure updates of how things are going. That got rained out yesterday. But coming up next is Dan Patrick, followed by Rich Eisen. We'll be back with you again tomorrow for another edition of the Morning Blitz on a Tuesday. Until then, keep putting thoughts in what we can have these NBA players do instead of the All-Star game. we got some fun ones. We'll keep it going. See you tomorrow right here on the Blitz.